0: You're locked in to Radio Sega. And this is our Winterfest 2019 weekend.
1: You're listening to Radio Sega. And this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. are your hosts.
2: Hosts. Just one host. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Radio Sega's Winterfest 2019, and this is the Sega Lounge. Uh, Rick says, You can't make me enjoy anything, KC. That's true. Uh, Especially if I'm hosting. He said, Enjoy the conversation, though. It's just a conversation with myself, because there's no anyone else. There's... There, there should be, there should have been someone here, right next to me in the same room, not literally but virtually in the same room. Uh, unfortunately,
3: yeah, uh,
2: things go wrong as per usual during the Winter Fest. But I- I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, for now, let me uh, say a huge, huge th- thank you to anyone and everyone who's uh, tuned in to the entire weekend of Radio Sega's Winterfest 2019 celebrations. It's great that people are still enjoying this. This is the sixth edition of Radio Sega's Winterfest, uh, and I couldn't be more proud of um, of Viper and the whole team for putting this uh, whole event together. We'll get into that as well. This is the final live show of the event, so, um, yeah... (laughs) Um, the, if, since it's a Final Life show, as per usual, I think this is now tradition for like two or three years now. So I'm going to be taking the time to, to address what happened during the weekend. Maybe you guys can help me with that as well. So you can tell me what you guys thought of the whole event. What your favorite shows were, what your favorite moments were, what the... Um, the best memes were as well. So you can you can tell me. You can tell me. I'm here to listen. So tweet at Radio Sega or just DM me or just mention that uh, on Discord. Radio SE se.ga. dot Radio dot slash Discord. <laughs> I was I was kind of frozen there for a bit. slash discord That's how you can join us for some funs. Yes. Um, Rexy is saying we have four words for UKC. Splashwave 1993 remix. I think because unfortunately I wasn't able to tune in to most of the shows this week, and this was uh, an unusually busy. Uh, weekend for me when it comes to family and other stuff so I wasn't able to tune in to most of the shows but I think people mean uh, the track that is part of the uh, virtual Racing and Outrunners um, album right? Is that the one? Because that's really weird yeah Uh, so maybe if that's it maybe let me know or maybe it's the 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 one really from Outrunners I don't know, uh, people are saying you should play it uh, says Frost ninety eight, Rick says usually bees E and there's Oprah with
4: B's
2: yes. Uh, Rexy says, yes, KC. I did food says, KC Scheming. So, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, Discord is happening. So, please join us there. RadioSE.j slash Discord. uh, Because that's where the magic happens. And that's where you can also take part in our competition. Uh, I think the last one, the last competition, because after this is last call. So, there's no... Uh, competition there so you can win something and I'll get into that in a little bit in a few moments let me just tell you that this is episode 99 (gasps) episode 99 of the Sega lounge Um, why is that such a big deal why am I not celebrating 100 episodes it's 99 (laughs) Yeah, I, I get that. I usually don't celebrate milestone episodes. Uh, you know me. I usually don't even know where an episode 100 is or 50 or whatever. So I usually don't celebrate those for my shows. But but there's, a, 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 I think, a, a good enough reason um, for me to do it this time. I will let you know what that is uh, later later. So for now, let's just... Uh, focus on celebrating 99 shows or 98 plus this one, um, and uh, and looking back and listening back at some of the most memorable, at least in my opinion, guests, uh, most memorable moments uh, from you know specific interviews that I handpicked for this show, um, and also some of the cringiest moments as well so if you when I start playing some of the clips that I have ready for you guys uh, you'll notice that hopefully quality the quality of the show of the production of this show uh, the audio and whatnot hopefully goes up uh, with time but at, at first uh, there were some, some serious technical problems with the Sega launch. Uh, why is that? well Firstly, because it's a radio Sega show, so that's kind of our our thing. We have a hashtag problem of the week and hashtag technical problems, but also because the Sega Lounge started out as an idea that I had uh, for uh, um, something that I th- thought and still think lacks is lacking in in the community, which is uh, a proper talk show with interviews, with some fun segments, some a little bit different. Uh, but then I. Um, I pitched this to the team of radio hosts uh, at the time, and no one was willing to do it, so I thought to myself, someone has to take the first step. So I I thought, I'll do this for one season, uh, see how it goes, maybe someone would uh, enjoy doing this instead of me. Uh, The plan at first was that my co-host at the time would take over, but that never happened four seasons in. So I'm still waiting for someone to take over uh, the Sega Lodge at some point. Uh, and so I wasn't really ready. Um, not with... with I didn't have the right equipment for, for hosting a show like this. Many and most of the uh, original season interviews were uh, recorded live. So were, were done live on the radio. Uh, <laughs> and that... Uh, brought along some some problems with with Skype um, and and my Mac and my PC after that and you know lots of stuff but uh, we pushed through and we're here now uh, almost six years after the original show so we'll be looking back at that well but uh, before we do that we'll play some music and even before that We'll do something else. We'll uh, talk about the competition that we have for you guys. The final batch of prizes. So there's, a, um, you know, a, a gift bag of sorts, if you want to. Uh, we have three prizes for you to to to, to win. And um, you, uh, oh, Gum says my first intro to Radio Sega was Sega Lounge Two. Oh, who else was it? Uh, wait, wait. I got sidetracked. I know. Don't judge me. Uh, I don't know. Someone, someone. Okay, supersonic swag. I remember a few years ago listening to the podcast recordings of the Sega Lounge, and that was my first introduction to Radio Sega. You poor man or woman. Uh, (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) Okay. Gum says, and then I came back and Rexy's show was on. And man, I was so hooked. Ooh, Mm, kinky. Anyway, uh... (laughs) I did for says Casey and then Rexy, a potent combo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a sound effect for that, I think. Do I? I do. Mm. 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 Yeah, and that is. That's a major no no. Okay, anyway, uh, <laughs> so as I was saying, we have uh, some prizes for you tonight. So we have a Puyo Champion Steam Key. We have a Yakuza pin set, courtesy of our friends at Sega Shop Europe, or UK, whatever, same thing. Uh, And one shirt uh, that you can choose from whatever shirts they have uh, on the Sega Shop. So it's also a a courtesy of Sega Shop. So one random shirt, you can choose one from Sega Shop, and that will be part of your prize as well. So a Puyo Champion Steam Key, a Yakuza pin set, and a shirt from Sega Shop. Hopefully, hopefully you don't choose a Nintendo shirt because they don't have those stupid jokes. Uh, Yeah. So, how can you take part? So you have to, you'll have to be listening into the show. Uh, So I will not post anything about this competition on Twitter because I don't think it's fair for people who are actually listening. So um, you can DM me. I'm, by the way, I'm KC on Discord. Radiose.ga slash Discord. Uh, Go to Discord. DM me there uh, and send me the answer to this question okay so you you can also tweet at kc Radio man if you want to on Twitter you don't need to DM me but if you want to it's okay so at kc radio man on twitter that's my Twitter handle as well but you'll have to send me the answer to this question and I thought. I've been doing this for a, a, a long time. I've been doing winter fasts for a long time as well. So this time I wanted to present you with... Um, I want you to present you with a, a, an actual challenge. Okay? So... And the challenge this time... And I will repeat this uh, for throughout the show. So the challenge is... Answer this question. What is the name of... Opus Science Collective's first Sega-related album. What is the name of Opus Science Collective's first Sega-related album? I know this is a very, very uh, tough question, and you probably won't be able to find the answer easily, but again, what is the name of Opus Science Collective's first Sega-related album? That's my question for this year, and so DM me or tweet me, whatever you want, that's the question, that's the challenge, (laughs) and please, people, get it right this year. (laughs) I'm only doing this for like four years in a row or something, (laughs) please. Okay, so while I wait for your answers, and obviously uh, this is this is not hard at all, uh, I'll ask Mr. Random Generator, sir, to uh, choose a winner at the end of the show. Well then, let's <laughs> get moving and play some music, and let's play some Shenmue 3 music, because why not, because I love Shenmue. So, uh, before we come back with uh, some memories of the Sega Lounge, I'll leave you with the theme to Shenmue 3 and another track. So let's... Enjoy! This is the Sega Lounge as part of Radio Sega's Winterfest 2019!
0: This is Winterfest 2019.
2: SO PRETTY! Uh, that's it, this is something like Shenhua's poem or something, not really sure, don't have the, the correctly translated... Um, no, wait, 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 don't play that yet, don't play that yet, no, 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 no. this was a terrible fail, as per usual, no. <laughs> okay, let's, let's <laughs> cue the correct bad music okay as i was saying uh i don't have the correctly translated uh titles for this this album this is a, a a becker's exclusive album that came with shenmue 3 um and uh the first track was the theme song so shenmue but the shenmue 3 title screen version a little short there and then uh Shenhua's poem i believe because it's the the track that plays when uh Shenhui is reading the the poem that you already yeah uh already know okay so uh, I have to say I I thought people would send me the correct answer everyone would because this is like the fourth year in a row that I asked the same question. Still I'm still getting some some incorrect answers so Yeah, (laughs) Uh, please, please look closely and and Google and stuff. So what is the name of Opus Science Collective's first Sega-related album? Uh, A hint, it's not zoned. That was an EP that we actually covered on one of our uh, Sega Lounge shows uh, at some point, but that's not it, that's not it, it's not that. It's before that one, it was the first one, the first one that we actually played music from, but okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's cool, I'm cool, I'm cool, we're cool, everything's cool, it's not like it's the fourth year or something that I'm asking this question, well then, so, I, th- I said that um, I was supposed to have a co-host tonight, and that co-host was none other than uh, our good friend Donnie, sexy Donnie, Donnie, Indeed. Uh, Donny was my original co-host for uh, the Sega Lounge. And th- my plan, at least, was to actually have him take over the show at some point. Probably when he started feeling a little bit more comfortable uh, with, with Radio Sega. And maybe, um, hopefully, he'd take over for Season 2. That actually didn't happen. And I ended up taking over the whole thing. And, um, Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so that's what happens sometimes, but Donnie was great help, was great help at first uh, and he uh, we and I, uh, he and I sorry, shared a moment of um, cringiness, of fear as well, because we it was uh, uh, something that neither of us had ever done on Radio Sega uh, during the first ever episode of um of the Sega Lounge, and that was, my friends, a long time ago, that's how old uh, you are, that's how old I am as well, Uh, so the first ever episode of the Sega Lounge was on uh, the 29th of May 2014, so almost six years ago, and our first guests were the Mega Drive Band, ah rip uh the mega drive band were uh, great guys actually we had a blast and i think they were the perfect initial first guests for for the sega lounge they were really really great the interview was was great sound quality not so much that's on me but uh enjoy the first moments of the first ever episode of the sega lounge You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Tonight on the Sega Lounge, the Mega Drive Band. Send us your questions for the guys by mentioning at Radio Sega on Twitter, or join us in the IRC chat. Now, here are tonight's hosts, KC and SSF1991. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of the Sega Lounge. Yay! So, I'm KC. And with me tonight is my good friend, SSF1991, say hello! Hello everyone! Yay! Uh, Of course, if you know, uh, if you usually listen to Radio Sega, uh, you'll know that SSF1991 is also known as Donnie. Donnie!
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah. uh, I've become quite infamous on the Radio Sega Airwaves, apparently.
2: (laughs) You're, I think, you're a Radio Sega meme of sorts. You're our mascot, I think so it's always nice. It's it's really a pleasure to be live with you uh, Doing this uh, first episode of the Sega lounge Uh, So Cringy so Cringy in, in a lot of ways uh, yeah. so uh, Rexy was saying if Casey was to do this every week he would have racked up one heck of a fiverr bill so she's referring to the intro of the show uh, that actually had the, the, the announcer saying uh, who the, the, um, the guest was so <laughs> uh, the, the idea was to have this person this amazing person record uh, the names of the guests and each week we'd have a, a, a very specific and and exact uh, intro to the show by our uh, resident, uh, not resident SD, resident announcer. Uh, so, uh, and the announcer, by the way, was uh, Mick Fox uh, from from Sonic Paradox and and stuff. So. Uh, unfortunately that didn 't turn out well either because he had some some personal problems see he, he had uh, he also had some mic problems as well at some point, so we stopped using that uh, part where where he says who the guests are, so we just have the the first part of the the announcement uh, and then by season three, I believe we changed um, is it Mac Fox? And I said Meek Fox. I s- yes, Mac Fox. Sorry, Doctor Mac Fox. Yes, thank you, Rexy, for correcting me. Uh, yeah, I'm so professional. But yeah, uh, by by season three, we we changed. Um, I used a different show theme. I used uh, actually a, a, a Fiverr announcer 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 announcer. What's wrong with me tonight? Everything. Uh, so yeah. But shout out to MacFox for being such a, a, a great sport and recording uh, actually quite a few of our uh, guests' names because we, we had some some planned ahead of time and as well. Okay, so... Uh, Rex says, second time we brought up Mr. Fox in a Dress tonight. Yay, good, cool. good, good, good. Okay, so... Um, fast forward to uh, episode 17 of the first season uh november 2014. that's uh when we had one of my personal favorite guests of all time um and you know uh, when we have guests that are good sports and actually um uh, get into the spirit of things and we play around, and they, they like the jokes, and they joke back as well. Um, it's, it's great. So, uh, this guy is, is, is one of my, uh, was one of the people that I wanted, really, really, really wanted to, to have on the show. And it's obviously Corey Marshall, the English voice of uh, Ryo Hazuki from Shenmue. And so, uh, for example, how would he react uh, to us playing one of those prank calls that people recorded uh, and posted on YouTube back in the day using uh, a Ryo Hazuki soundboard. Well, uh, let's see how he
1: reacted to that.
6: Good afternoon, Terry Squirrel. Hello. Hello.
1: Where's Terry? Um. <laughs> calling. I'm Yo Hazuki.
6: Joel Hazuki? Yeah. Can
3: you hold, please?
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> Hello? Hello, this is TJ. How can I help you? Hello, it's real. Who? Where's Terry? Uh, Who's this? I'm Joel Hazuki.
5: Okay, and you're calling in reference to? Terry! You're calling in <laughs> reference to to do what with Terry?
1: Hello, it's real.
5: Yes, you're telling me the reason why you're calling Terry.
1: I have a question. About? (laughs) The Chi-Yu-Men.
5: About
3: what?
1: What? What do you say? Hello? I'm here, waiting for you to tell me what the reason you're calling Terry for. I have a request.
5: And the request is?
1: I want to ask you about that man.
5: (laughs) What man? Terry. And I don't know who you are, so you're not going to get any information from me.
1: You lying? Why would I lie? (coughs) Excuse me. Okay. Who is this? Hello? It's real. Who? What do you say?
5: I say I'm about to hang up. Don't forget to say goodbye. What?
1: (laughs) Don't forget to say goodbye.
5: Hmm. If you're going to keep doing this, don't call back.
1: I will have my revenge.
2: (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we all had a big laugh over this. Uh, Ryo uh, Calls Terry's Gold is the name of this video. You can uh, look for this on YouTube. There's another one, I think, or at least two more. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this was so good. <laughs> uh, best idea ever. Um, and this is how I found out about the Rio Hazuki soundboard. Uh, and then I I abused it over over my own shows, uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, that's that's that was one of the highlights of the show. But you know, there's also something else uh, that we do here on the Sega Lounge. When I uh, came up with the idea for the Sega Lounge, I thought uh, this cannot be just a, an interviews show, or a talk show. Uh, we have to have something. Um, amazing, something that can, you know, put our our listeners in, also the, our guests uh, on the edge of their seats, you know, with uh, sweaty palms and whatnot, uh, and so Rapid Runner is asking what episode is this from? This is episode 14 of season 1, uh, Corey Marshall was the guest, and so continuing on with that uh, same uh, show, same episode, uh, Corey Marshall did a great, uh, or had a great uh, <laughs> uh, sound <single> Lounge challenge. <laughs> he had the Hazuki Covers Roulette, that was the name of his challenge, uh, and we had him um, covering uh, popular songs, popular hit songs, uh, from uh, you know, from all ages, current and old, uh, but in a Ryo Hazuki style okay so let 's uh, take a listen to what happened when um, uh, uh, when Rio Hazuki covers random uh, hit pop songs let's let 's take a listen
1: <laughs> because you know. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No triple. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No (sighs) triple. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No triple. I'm all about that bass about that base? No, dribble. Girl, I can't understand why you want to hurt me after all the things I have done for you. I buy you champagne, roses, and diamonds for your fingers. Diamonds on your finger. Still, I hang out all night. What am I to do? My girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time! (laughs) My girl wants to party all the time. Watching every motion of my foolish, lovers game. On this endless ocean, finally, lovers know no shame. Come on to my lyrics here, just a second. What am I? Wow. Okay. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. Watching, I keep waiting, still anticipating love. Never, never hesitation to become that fake one. Turning and returning to some secret place to hide. Watching in slow motion as you turn to me and say, My love, take my breath away.
4: Take my breath. Away.
2: <laughs> this was awesome. Hazuki's... Uh, Hazuki Covers Roulette was... The tap noises, by the way, people are probably wondering, were probably he... Uh, he was using uh, the, the... What do you call it? The, the the mouse pad on his laptop to scroll up and down and see the lyrics that I was sending him uh, through Skype. So... <laughs> he was... <laughs> clicking yeah Uh, the quality not only from our audio but from our guests audio as well Uh, amazing Um, episode 14 Uh, 6th of November 2014 uh, we had an amazing uh, the seg lounge challenge Uh, fast forward to uh, the 21st of December 2014 and you know what? That was the first uh, edition of Radio Sega's Winterfest 2014. So, and we also had a, an episode of the Sega Lounge uh, during Radio Sega's Winterfest 2014. One of our guests, we had a lot of guests. We had Andy, uh, I think, uh, announcing a new show. We had Asper K announcing a new show as well uh, at the time. But our main special guest um, was Mike Pollock. Mike Pollock, the voice of Dr. Eggman. And um, Mike Pollock, um, actually, we, we, we had a, a nice a Sega Lounge challenge for him as well. We had a, a really nice, uh, although short, interview with him. Uh, but we did something that I um, haven't quite done in a while, but maybe we'll we'll have to think about this for the future. Quick shots. Not the drinking kind, but, you know, just... Uh, quick fire questions and uh, Mike had to say whatever uh, thing came to his uh, mind first. So let's take a listen to Mike Pollock's quick shots from episode 21 December 2014 Sonic
5: uh, Years
2: of fun <laughs> Okay, um Eggman uh, exhausting <laughs> uh, um, Voice acting
7: More fun than humans should be allowed to have
2: Okay, uh Mike Pollock.
7: A heck of a swell guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's actually a, a pretty good slogan. Um, and the final one ham. Evil ham. <laughs> Evilham, uh, <laughs> that was the final one. Quick shots with Mike Pollock. Uh, great guest, great guy. Uh, glad to have him. Uh, to have had him on the first season. And when you think about it, the first season of of uh, the Sega Lounge was, uh, you know, filled with great guests. All of those, all of the, all of the seasons. But you know, we had um, we had people from Sega. Uh, we had Sam Mullen. Who is quite famous within the community now not so much uh, back in 2014. We had Julian Malfeld who was the community manager at the time uh, at Sega of America. We had Stephen Frost who is not lo- who is no longer working uh, for Sega. We had uh, Bentley Jones first time. Um, we had the Blast Processors. We had um, the Zone Runners uh, episode 14. We had um, Corey Marshall, uh, Mike Pollock. We had we had Rushed in Diamonds, which is a, a, an extra, extra episode of season one of uh, the Sega Lounge. Back when I wasn't sure if there would be a season two of the Sega Lounge, um, so we, but Rushed in Diamonds actually um, got in touch with us because they found out that they had won Radio Sega's uh, Song of the Year uh, in the previous year, I think. Uh, Back then, it was just called Radio Sega's Song of the Year, and they were the ones that that coined uh, Radio Sega's Fan Choice Song of the Year, whatever year it was. So, they had that, and I I think they still have that on their website as one of their milestones uh, in their careers. Uh, And I don't think that's wrong. I think that's... Actually, quite accurate. It's <laughs> probably the milestone for Russian Diamonds to be our Radio Sega's fan choice song of the year in whatever year that was. Anyway, um, yes, Electric Boogaloo, Spencer Nielsen, and TJ Davis, maybe. I also picked those. Maybe, maybe I picked those uh, guests as well. Well, fast forward to episode two of season two, that's episode 24 overall, uh, 19th of March 2015, we had Greg Johnson from Jam & Earl, the original creator of Jam & Earl. Toe Earl two, three, back in the groove, all of those. So at the time he was promoting um, the, the the Kickstarter for uh, Toe Geminal back in the groove, which actually was uh, successful, and we have the game now. Uh, but uh, we ended up talking about uh, his past in the industry. We ended up talking about Echo, the dolphin of all things. Yeah.
5: yeah when echo the dolphin came out and i know you know ed and um he's a friend of mine or was in those days i i i don't talk to him or see him much anymore these days very occasionally um but, but um yeah when that game came out it really struck a chord with me and i was like oh dang i wish i had made that one because you know, it was exactly the kind of thing that was right up my uh area of interest and i loved it too i i remember i bought a whole bunch of copies and gave them all to friends and um i thought it was just a wonderful game although it, it was kind of hard it got really hard and i got stuck <laughs> i didn't get past a certain point in it but we i still did. loved it
2: yeah funny how the the bad music is the same this, this wasn't planned that well uh, actually <laughs> i'm using the old uh, bad uh, tracks uh bad tracks maybe okay so um at this point uh greg was was uh talking about echo he also mentioned how the original um game uh, was uh, pitched to Sega, and how uh, actually he reacted uh, to the fact that it didn't sell that well at first. So uh, that's let's take a listen, uh, and maybe when we come back, maybe we'll have some some music because we need music. So let's let's take a listen to Greg Johnson talking about that and reminiscing about that fact. <laughs> You were saying you, you pitched the game to Sega, so and they they enjoyed it as well, you enjoyed the idea. Yeah,
5: uh, um, uh, as far as we could tell, you know, um, we got lots of smiles, and um, uh, while, while we were pitching it, and a few laughs, we talked about, you know, the whole premise of the, these aliens coming to Earth, and um, just being kind of shocked and amazed by all these insane crazy earthlings and um and we talked about rogue of course and the play mechanics and um we made a uh a set of three by five cards all colored in with um the different terrain tiles and i sat there on uh hugh's floor and put them together in different ways uh, build randomly and um they were looking for new um, new products at the time and new um, <clears throat> characters in particular they wanted some strong characters that they could uh, have in their lineup and um, yeah yeah so they could the, go against Nintendo said, This sounds like a whole lot of fun uh, yeah yeah so against Nintendo yeah 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 that's right that's right
2: they wanted to go against Nintendo so. I, I think this was a, uh, one of the... I think everyone looks back to the Genesis or Mega Drive, like they called it over here, mm-hmm. and one of the games that uh, most people remember fondly is Soulja Man Um Because it was so different from anything that uh, was uh, being released at the time, especially on, on Nintendo consoles. Uh,
5: so. Yeah, and you know it didn't do very well, right, initially? <laughs> yeah. heard that too.
2: Yeah, that's the, the funny, the funny bit because I think most people that I uh, know, I, I'm uh, 31 years old, almost three, but uh, so I grew up in the, in the 80s, 90s with the the, the Mega Drive, the Genesis, and uh, I never owned the game myself uh, at the time, back in the day, uh, but I remember having lots of friends that owned Toad Jam and Earl And that was one of the games that everyone uh, Talked about uh, When we mentioned the Sega consoles It was Sonic hmm. And a few people mentioned Echo as well But Toad Jam and Earl was one of the games That I remember hearing friends talk about So I never owned the game But played it with friends uh, Back in the day And um, so it, it, it surprised me a bit when I heard That the game didn't sell that much in the beginning
5: yeah um, yeah that's interesting to hear your experience I, I um, heard you know a lot of different stories and um, of course it's kind of hard even to remember now with this many years having gone by for a lot of people but um, it did um, it you know it did eventually get a lot of awareness out there I think it did really well as a rental game and so it got a lot of exposure eventually but, um, yeah, those first, uh, especially those first six months after we came out, it was just, um, and even the first year, it just didn't, um, take off. It was a very slow, uh, slow growth yeah. kind of curve.
2: It kind of hurt. That's harsh. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah, Greg Johnson, a uh, successful game developer. Uh, as um, Electric Boogaloo was pointing out, he also developed or co created Starflight. Uh, so yeah, so, and now we have another one. Um, Yeah, in in, in that recording, I said I was uh, almost 31 years old. Uh, Just like Viper says, I'm 47 now. So, oh, how time flies. And I'm so old. Okay, so uh, don't forget that – and this was, by the way, episode 24, uh, episode 2 of season 2, back in March 2015 – uh, so when we come back, I'm gonna play some more music uh, and when we come back, we have more uh, reminiscing, we have more memories of the SEGA Lounge, celebrating episode 99. Uh, we also have some memories of uh, Radio SEGA's Fest 2019 at some point. And don't forget that I'm giving away a Puyo Champion Steam Key, a Yakuza pin set, and one shirt from SEGA Shop. So all you have to do is to send me on uh, Discord... Or Twitter at kc radio man the answer to this question what is the name of opus science collectives first Sega related album first Sega related album if you don't know this you should <sighs> go google it or something <laughs> to be um, to be nice because <laughs> I've been asking this question for three or four years now Anyway, so since people were talking about T.J. Davis, how about we play one of uh, T.J. Davis' tracks? So let's hear number one from Sonic R. We'll be right back with more The Sega Lounge.
1: Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat.
2: Okay, so this is this is the um, the Chow version of Escape from the City, uh, from the <laughs> great movie, uh, the blockbuster that is um, Chow in Space. <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet, the animation they did for that—that's actually amazing fan service. Uh, it's it's amazing. This was Jude Senoi with uh, Escape from the, from the City uh, Chow version before that we had number one by <coughs> and uh, T.J. Davis, he who shall not be named <laughs> oh, Richard Jakes uh, people let's let's be civil I would love to uh, have a, a talk with, with Richard Jakes to interview him uh, at some point if possible I would love to really I, I'm, I I will also like to or I always like to listen to both sides of the story so there's more to that story that That meets the eye. Um, But anyway, let's not get into that. So, um, and yeah, and before you guys say it, he used to be a friend of the station at some point. Uh, At least uh, if you ask um, Resident SD, he will tell you that. Anyway, so speaking of TJ Davis, and since people think that was one of the best episodes of the Sega launch ever... Yes, it was. It was one of my personal favorites. TJ Davis is probably uh, still my favorite singer when it comes to uh, Sega songs, uh, vocal songs. And it was a real, real, real pleasure. I cannot express how much of a pleasure that was to to have TJ uh, on the show and even TJ's daughter at some point uh, for a bit. But... um, Her Sega Lounge Challenge was amazing. was amazing and uh, proved that she still has it and she still has got it. So so she should actually uh, do something with with Sega in the future. Uh, Imagine having uh, (laughs) T-Lopes remixing uh, 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 an MSR track. Maybe I Can Still Believe or... You can love me or whatever. And TJ Davis singing the song. Imagine how Richard Jakes would feel about that. though. <laughs> no. Ah. Okay. TJ's daughter probably isn't far away from mortgage now, says Viper. <laughs> no, she's not that old. And we're not that old, I think. That was uh, almost five years ago, though. The 30th of April 2015. Episode 30, which means episode 7 of season 2 of the show. So... TJ's uh, Sega Lounge challenge was to sing, I Can Still Believe, from Metropolis Street Racing a cappella, so with no instrumentals. And let's see how that went. It went amazingly well.
6: I wake up and it's another day, time to wish all my tears away. Every day, and it's the same old story. No more dreams, just reality. I should find a place I've never been before. Gotta see a place I've never seen before. Gotta go somewhere that I can still believe. You are there. Don't know what to do Don't know where to go How can I find you Who's to know Gotta know where you are No matter how near or far I'll never get over you
2: (laughs) Oh my god, that was amazing Chills, chills Uh, Ladies and gentlemen Uh, She's still got it TJ Davis. I can still believe my favorite song of hers, I have to say. This was one of the best moments uh, uh, of my life as a Radio Sega host, show host. Ah, so incredible. I still can't believe that I got some of these people to come on my show and I got to interview them and I got to make them do crazy stuff like this one. Yeah. Well, that was episode 30. Big shout-out to TJ. She's amazing. She's a, a great sport. Uh, really nice person. Episode 31, though. Um, yeah. That was uh, another uh, legendary vocalist. Uh, <laughs> the person that uh, voiced or uh, sang uh, Dreams Dreams from Nights into Dreams, Dana Kalitri, which, I mean mind-blown that uh, she came on the show she did that song and uh, she worked on that game and she never had any uh, affiliation with Sega after that whatsoever so yeah so she she came on the show we talked about her experience with uh, Nine City dreams she also had a a Sega launch challenge but uh, did it when? Did it go as well as TJ's? Well, you'll be the judge now. Let's, let's take a listen. In my
6: dreams, I can hear you calling me. In the night, everything's so sweet in your eyes. Ah. Uh. In your eyes, I feel there's so much inside. Uh, in the night, dream delight. I want, I, I want, I
2: want to see you standing there. Yeah great nonetheless, uh, yeah, so, not, not really that bad, but not, uh, it was hard for her to remember, she only did that thing with Sega, and she never looked back, so, but it was really nice, she has a, an amazing voice, Dana Kalitri there, with Dreams, Dreams a acapella as well, just like TJ Davis, the week before that, I think, yeah, so, uh, this was episode 31, Dana's episode was 31, um, Then the. May 7th, 2015 was when this show aired. Episode 7 of season 2 of uh, the Sega Lounge. Fast forward to another apparently fan favorite episode of uh, the Sega Lounge. And um, this was the. So, September 1st, 2016. So, over a year after Dana Kalitri came on the show, we had uh, episode 8 of season 3, also known as episode 57, and we had the legend, and this was... There's a a funny story behind this. So, we had the legend that is Spencer Nielsen. This was also one of my personal favorite uh, episodes of the Sega Lounge. Um, And... um, Spencer Nielsen was a, a fun thing because um, I reached out to him uh, using the only uh, social social network that I was able to find him on and so I created myself a LinkedIn profile <laughs> and um, I it, that LinkedIn profile was actually quite useful for uh, you know other other. Uh, guests and interviews that I set up for for the Seg Lounge but um, I think it took over six months uh, for for Spencer Spencer Nielsen to uh, reply to my uh, message I think it was a Sunday I was driving and I got a a, a notification on my phone don't uh, don't use your phone while driving though don't be like me uh, and I got a notification saying that I had a, a private message on LinkedIn from Spencer Nielsen, And from, from there, we just, um, you know, emailed each other. We set this up and he was uh, guest number eight uh, of season three of The Sega Lounge, episode 57 on September 1st, 2016 and we had a great, great chat it was one of the most informative one of the most educational, I think interviews we had on on the show Um, and I played the vocal version of Saint Gabriel's Mask uh, and he had a story about that so I know this is one of the tracks that people love about uh, or Echo the Dolphin. So let's take a listen to what he had to say about this vocal version of the track.
8: It's great that you chose that track um, because that's such a unique track in a lot of different ways. Um, first of all, that was a, a vo- you know that was a vocal version, as you said, a vocal remix of one of the pieces from the game. But Edenziata who is the creator of Echo and so many other fantastic games for Sega and beyond. Um, he really kind of established a genre of underwater adventures and stuff. And then I are still very close friends. And, and when we did that score, um, he was adamant that there was nothing human in the score, meaning that we, we created most of the instruments that we used to, to write and produce that score for Echo for that oh, very reason wow. so there wasn't a big human element in it and oh, that's then I amazing. came to him for this yeah I came to him for this remix and I said I want to do a vocal version of it you know and he looked at me like well, "Are you going to get a dolphin to sing it you know because I'm not <laughs> going to have to do it you know and, and it, it, he was that adamant about it I had to I had to really work him to get it let him you know get us to do that uh that vocal version much less release it which i i really like it and gary Siramelli, who sings it um is a great singer and and it's kind of a cool you know unique version of that and i'm glad we got a chance to do it for that for that little you know ep release that we did
2: yeah fun story there about um about the vocal version of this song, Rexy is quoting, "Are you going to get a dolphin to sing it?" Yeah, <laughs> great. But that's a great track, and uh, we're all glad that Ed Ananziata, uh gave the gave the go-ahead to to for Spencer to release this. Um, Spencer Nielsen uh, mentioned a lot about how the work was in in. The Echo soundtrack, um, in in the Sonic CD soundtrack, uh, we mentioned the Bygone Dogs as well. I believe I mentioned um, uh, one of the my favorite tracks by the Bygone Dogs, Tabitha, because it's actually the name of my wife. So, <laughs> and I've played that uh, quite a few times on uh, previous radio sega shows like radio sega software Forty Count and whatnot um but uh yeah he also talked about um and, and he looked back at the work that he and his team did for sega and uh the lasting effect that I, he thinks uh, their work had on uh, sega and other uh, uh industry uh, Companies as well, because uh, they were doing something different at the time. So let's let's take a listen to what he had to say about that. Let's take a
8: listen. But we got some good work done. We we proved the the concept, and you know clearly this is this is over 15 years ago. We can look back now, knowing what we know today, and know that we had a part in you know. Setting something going that that is bigger yeah. than ourselves, you know, oh, for that's sure. something that's
7: And Sega has always treated, whether it's the Japanese studios or the Western ones, Sega has always treated music with a certain reverence, a certain importance that most, uh, you know, most people could just breeze right by. And if you I look at even agree. even the games that are coming out now, like you look at Sonic Mania, which is the newest Sonic game just announced and everyone's like drawing conclusions you know like this reminds them of sonic cd it still
8: lasts to oh, this okay. day that's great and again it was the freedom that i was given and i have images of joe and i, I you know sadly joe passed away in the last 12 months young and and too oh, soon and yeah unexpectedly and so you know we've we've had a chance to get literally the whole group together again in his in his memory and and reminisce about a lot of this stuff and you know he had a vision and and you know his name didn't show up on all the game boxes like our names did you know and and um, and he you know he he coalesced a great team of people and and it was I have images of him sitting on the floor of the studio at three in the morning you know doing Sonic CD. Um, recording with you know live musicians and the singers the girls from pastiche who added all the vocal stuff in that Mm -hmm. which really Mm -hmm. made it unique and we were writing as we went we had so little time because that soundtrack was going to be the japanese soundtrack and you know there's a lot of controversy out there about the two different soundtracks and why one different than the other You know, different camps of who loves the Japanese and who hates the American one. And I love it. I think it's great. You know, just, you know, I don't care what you say about me, just spell my name right. You know, that's all I, (laughs) it's so funny, you know, so, um, and so all this going back and forth, but at the time it was like, you know, they came to me and said, we've decided we want an America, a different soundtrack, you know, how much time do you need and how much money do you need and go. And it was literally like eight weeks or something like that that we had to create an entirely new, you know, soundtrack. Um, so it was a blur, and we were working through many, many, many all-night sessions with many, re- you know, people, musicians, and all kinds of people involved. And there was Joe, you know, sleeping under the console, you know, and he—he's, you know, he was an executive. He was—he was one yeah, of the people that helped put that. That's the, a rarity. The- Yeah, he literally helped put the space shuttle in space. That's the level of engineer these people were when I started Sega. They were mathematicians, astronauts. They were, they were not kids coming out of MIT who have never done anything but play video games. I'll guarantee Mm -hmm. you that. These people were, they were rocket scientists that happened to get into games through, you know, through Atari or, you know, through, you know, one of the big computer companies down in silicon valley or something these were brilliant mathematicians and stuff i was i was the stupidest person in the room and that's a good thing to (laughs) be
2: you know i'm usually the stupidest person in the room
8: uh anyway
2: uh, that was spencer Nielsen looking back at his time with sega and the amazing work they did well then, um, that's it. So uh, Spencer Nielsen, one of the highlights for me as well. Um, great, great stuff, and one of the people that I, I hope to catch up with in the future. Because, and he was, it was a very sweet guy. He sent me uh, an autographed um, physical CD of the Echo. I think Songs of Time was the name of the the album, of the arranged versions of of Echo the Dolphin. I think so. Uh, And so he sent me that. Without telling me anything, I got a package uh, from him with a signed CD there. Uh, And that's one of my most treasured possessions as well. And one of the things that I got from doing this amazing show, this crazy and amazing show. What a ride so far. 99 Episodes counting this one so 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 uh let's uh, let's keep going songs of time yeah says Electro poogaloo that's it i i could have checked for it but i'm too lazy anyway let's play some music don't forget that i'm still giving away uh at the end of the show a puyo champion steam key a yakuza pin set and a shirt from sega shop Um, so all you have to do is to send me the answer to this question what is the name of Opus Science Collective's first Sega related album please get it right yes Um, Rapid Run says I would love to study under him that's a major no no
7: yes don't be a dingus. Come on, just
2: think with your fingers. Anyway, uh, time to play some music uh, and tell me. So I'll, I'll let you decide while I play this first song. I'm going to play two songs. The first one is uh, Sonic Boom from Sonic City because of Spencer Nielsen. I have another one because of uh, one of the guests that I, that I will be highlighting when we come back. But you can decide, should I play that song? Uh, or should I uh, play um, that uh, Splashwave 1993 remix? Let me know on Discord or Twitter or whatever, So, and I will play the song that you, that you want. Okay, so let's start with Sonic Boom, the opening theme of Sonic the Hedgehog CD US version.
0: Cold outside, why not stay in and enjoy some toasty Sega tunes? Special audio content plus prize giveaways to keep you company all weekend long. This is Winterfest 2019.
2: What the hell is this?
3: meticulous kind of guy save this save that he gets used tea bags he collects them
5: after every pot of tea he tosses them onto a bed of chicken wire and lets them dry out <laughs>
2: this is amazing <laughs> this is one hell of of a remix of a remix is splash wave in there somewhere okay so he's a meticulous guy he uses he records everything saves everything and uses everything that's it? is that it? sorry uh, <laughs> this, is, this is something this is something else uh, I'm not sure if I should keep going um, <laughs> but I think I will anyway <laughs> bad it's good I think. (laughs) 25 more seconds left. okay <laughs> so this was really something else thank you for uh introducing me to this uh, amazing track that by the way is uh on the playlist and is requestable uh <laughs> before i do something about that but uh um yeah i actually have uh two versions of splash wave 1993 uh here and I assumed they were the same, so I should have um, known this was different. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, Casey, Let's let's uh, get back to it. <clears throat> okay. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> Amazing. Uh, yeah, that was something. So we just played Splashwave 1993 the B Univ Remix of it because hashtag John is a meticulous guy. I get it trending uh, And before that we had the opening to Sonic the Hedgehog City aka Sonic Boom with the the vocals by the uh, pastiche <sighs> Okay, let's get back to things uh, the track that I was gonna play instead of this was a crush for track because um, <coughs> in episode 62 uh episode 13 of season 3 we had the amazing the only the incomparable Johnny Gioeli on the show and Johnny was one of those guests that I was mentioning uh, at the start of this episode he was of one of one of those guys that uh, gets into the spirit of things gets you know gets in with the jokes and jokes back and all that and so he uh, first, he uh, talked about what the hardest Crush 40 song uh, was to make, uh, or the, the one that took the longest time, and also what the writing process is like for Crush 40. So let's take a listen to that from episode 62.
7: Ooh, man, that's a good question because I've made so many. I have to think. Okay, I think that. Um, hmm. Oh boy. I'm trying to recall. You know, hmm. I would have to say Sonic Heroes took a good amount of time versus the others. Um, and that was because. So, usually, the way Juven and I write, just so you guys know, is he has an idea in his head, musically. Then he sends the music to me. And then Sega sends me a storyboard because this is like scoring a movie. You know what I mean? The music for a movie, the music for a game. Mm -hmm. And so I have to understand what's happening in the game. And they will say, look, we want something. You know, Evil Eggman does this and he takes over this and blah, blah, blah. And so I have to write for the storyline. And Sonic Heroes was was a title track, so it didn't have that – it didn't really have that, that that storyboard, you know, whole feel. It was the whole game. So that one was a little bit difficult for me. And I remember June flew out to my home in California and we sat in my studio. and We worked on that one uh, together a lot. And he had things in his head that he heard, you know, like the Sonic Heroes, Heroes, like all that stuff. He sort of heard that in his head and then I filled in everything else. And we worked hard on that one. So I'm going to go with... Sonic Heroes, because all the rest of them came out pretty quickly.
2: Indeed, so that's how Crush 40 do their songs. Uh, but uh, Johnny wasn't uh, allowed to leave the studio, the virtual studio, the virtual Sega Lounge studio. Uh, why am I air-quoting right now? I don't know. No one's able to see me. Okay, uh, so he wasn't able to leave the show, without having a go at his own version of the Sega Lounge Challenge which was called Gioelli's Roulette of Rock and so we had him cover in his own personal Johnny Gioelli hard rock style uh, children's songs which songs you ask well the first one was Mary had a little lamb let's take a listen
7: Are you, are you ready? I'm, I'm going to pause the, the
2: bad music so you can, you know
7: Pause the bad music. Guys. This is the way I would do Mary <clears throat> Had a Little Lamb. It would go something <laughs> like this. You ready? Yep. Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow.
8: There you go. <laughs> Woo! That's the way you awesome, do it. Awesome, awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> really?
7: Okay, so, so how would this one go? Let me take a look. Well, this one is kind of like a ballad. I would do this yeah. one like this. Ready, go? Mm-hmm. Here we go.
3: The Itsy Bitsy
6: Climbed
2: up the spout again. There you go. That's amazing. Beautiful. Brilliant, brilliant. So that was uh, Gioelli's Roulette of Rock. Uh, Yeah? Yeah, Gioelli's Roulette of Rock. That's how I named that. (laughs) Uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb and The Itsy Beatsy Spire were the songs that he covered there. Uh, Tweety saying raises lighter. Peppin' Run is crying. Gummy's crying as well. Amazing. How? Says I did fruit
1: there. Yeah. What
2: an amazing moment on the show. Uh, back in October 2016, episode 60, 62, episode 13 of season 3 of the Sega launch. Well then, only two more, um, two more um, uh, flashbacks, clips to play. Uh, and these are both from... Uh, You know, moments from Season 4. I wasn't really able to pick... uh, Well, the last one is one of the highlights for me for several reasons, but I thought I want to pick one that is community-related, because we're just covering industry people, so let's go with one from the community. And uh, on Episode 77, so April 2017, we had Arlan... Uh, from Sonic the Hedgeblog. Well, at first I thought he was from Seg- Sonic the Hedgeblog, but then I realized he, uh, he he's like the grandfather of all uh, community people that have websites or have uh, Sega-related projects. Uh, and he's involved in many projects right now, and he started a few of them as well in the past. So let's uh, listen to Arlan from Sonic the Hedgeblock and more, uh, remember his beginnings in the community. Let's take a listen from episode 77 of The Sega Lounge.
9: A lot of the uh, sort of old bees uh, would probably remember me as uh, the creator of uh, Sonic Fangames HQ uh, way, way, way back in the day. <laughs> uh, that would have been... God, that would have been like 99 probably uh, or something like that um, a, uh, uh, a hub of uh, a hub of a website that people could go to to uh, talk about Sonic fan games or uh, post their games online through click and play and click and create and uh, multimedia fusion and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. that was like really cool at the time like that was when i was i was probably only about 16 or 17 uh when running that site but and that was uh stupidly popular at the time as well i think it used to be i think sonic hq was probably the the number one uh site for the time and uh somehow this on the on the uh, sonic stuff research group was number two um and i ran that for a few years um not really making too many of the games myself, but uh, really uh, started up a lot of these, uh, the uh, sort of fan games and ROM hacks and stuff that sort of get made now. Uh, then, um, so did a lot of that stuff. Um, then ran another website called uh, S- Secrets of Sonic Team for a little bit, uh, which was more of a extension of the old uh, some of the old websites uh, prior to wikis and stuff, where you could yeah. still uh, get like uh, oh these are all the screenshot or uh, the fo- uh, photos of uh, magazines with old images and stuff like that of stuff before they came out and what differences were uh, That's that website's still up but I don't really have much access to it anymore um,
2: that that actually I, I, I have never heard about that one so that's Secret of Sonic
9: Team that's, that's
2: an interesting yeah. one I don't think I'm familiar with that one Actually, Ooh.
9: there was a website called uh, Secrets of Sonic the Hedgehog which was like one of the really early early games on the SSRG mm-hmm. um, and I sort of then uh, uh, wanted to take that over when I didn't have enough time to run Sonic Fangames HQ and um, but still wanted to do this sort of stuff. And that lasted for a little while. Um, then started to actually get into game development and did a whole bunch of other stuff. Started other websites. Um, I started a, a Xbox Live Arcade blog for a little while, which then became... a. Uh, then got moved to a, a Gamma Sutra subsidiary website called Gamerbytes. Hmm. Um, this is all the same time while I was doing... A, I was a QA guy for Chrome Studios in Australia working on games like uh, The Force Unleashed for the PSP uh, and lots of <laughs> other games that no one else has ever remembered.
2: The Force Unleashed on the PSP. So yeah, uh, that was Arlan, uh, the, the grandfather of all <laughs> apparently uh, Sega community websites. Um, interestingly enough, I wasn't familiar with his works because I'm... Uh, I, I, I live under a rock apparently, but... After this interview, I've interviewed uh, other community peeps that uh, mentioned uh, Arlan as a source of inspiration, as, as the person that allowed them to get into uh, doing projects in the Sega community and whatnot, so yeah. That's nice. <clears throat> Rexy says, Chrome Studios, they did the first two Legend of Spyro games. <laughs> Viper says what an honor honor, yeah, okay, so uh, we have one more flashback, one last one. this is from uh last year 's winter fest, so I had one of my favorite guests as well, Danny Russell from Sega forever uh, and he um, he he was an amazing guest I, I really like uh, danny danny 's a, a great guy um and uh, he's also a a big supporter of Radio Sega and other community websites Uh, but uh, the way that I showed him my appreciation for what he does for us was to put him through the quite possibly the hardest uh, Sega Lounge challenge um, uh, ever the the hardest quiz that I could come up with Uh, and here are just a couple of questions that I uh, had him try to answer uh, but the whole thing is really really bad and I'm really really sorry Danny uh, for (laughs) for this uh, but he was a great sport so let's take a listen to Danny Russell's Sega forever impossible quiz from episode 97 uh, from December 16th 2018 the Winterfest 2018 edition what is the name of the beasts you can mount in the game
10: in it's golden axe uh, chicken leg
2: uh-huh. but, uh huh oh, but generally both speaking of all of them all of them have a common name
10: oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a, some kind of fancy name dang
2: Fantasy? I don't know what you mean. Golden x is totally based on. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, I can't think
10: what that is.
2: I'll, I'll help you by saying that the beasts belong to Death Adder. So maybe that's not helpful at all.
10: That's not helping in the status. <laughs> Dang. Oh, that's so annoying. Um. No, I give up. I give nope. up.
2: Nope. Nothing. Nothing. No. So, the correct answer was Bizarrians. The U.S. and U.K. versions of the original Fantasy Star Two shipped yeah. with a map and yes. hint book. Yes. So, the question is, of course, how many pages did ah. the book have? <laughs> so, okay, so,
10: I kind of, I kind of know this. Um, you have I, you have I, I, I feel options like if you want. Okay, I'm going to uh, say 96 before you say anything, but now I'm going to hear the options. Okay, That's so
2: it. option A, 98. Ooh, so option okay. B, 107. Mm. Option C, 114. Mm. So fancy start to I mean, are, like you, are you
10: including the, like the covers in this? Are you including the covers? What's uh, what's the deal here?
2: I I'm going by the actual numbering. Uh, in in the, the hint book.
10: See, because I scanned part of this hint book and I borrowed it from a friend, <laughs> so I, I really should know this. <laughs> uh, uh, see, well, I, I, would remember, I, I, I remember... I'll say that Star
2: 2 is a big game.
10: Yeah, but... Hmm, what were the options again? Uh,
2: 98, 107, and 114.
10: Well, I mean, it's not 107, because that's an odd number and like books have even numbers of pages right
2: so it can't be uh I don't know fine I really didn't think of that
3: yeah I
10: know um okay, okay. I'm still I'm gonna to stick to 98 <laughs> because I think, I think there's actually 98 pages that are numbers but like if you're including the covers and stuff like that but it's actually just over 100 from what I remember but I could be wrong
2: So the correct, so your final answer is ninety eight. Yes. Yeah, I'm
10: just gonna stick
2: with ninety eight. Are you sure?
10: Yeah. Stop (laughs) making me guess myself. (laughs) I'm sure I'm wrong anyway. It's fine.
2: No. No, it's one hundred fourteen. Actually, Uh, I I I actually went through the 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 scan uh, that they have over at Sega Retro, and uh, yes. 114 Yeah, uh, quite easy there. I don't know what happened to to Danny. Uh, those questions were so easy. Uh, again, I'm sorry, Danny. Thank you for being such a, a great sport. I promise that if you ever come back on the show, I won't do this to you again. Or maybe I'll do worse. Anyway, Anyway, that was our final look back, listen back, whatever you want to call it, at ninety nine episodes of the sega lounge uh and though these were some of the most memorable um, shows for me uh right now I'm looking at uh, a a drawing of Ulala with a really really large like head or something uh mm, indeed uh she's got a yeah <laughs> I don't know what that is. But okay. Gum says it's her cousin Ululu. (laughs) Okay. I I think Ulala has been listening to Splashwave 93 too much. And her head's about to explode. Well then, let's take a quick break. Uh, When I come back, um, I'm going to talk about something else. Because this is not just all about the Sega Lounge. Although... There's a reason for me to be celebrating 99 episodes instead of 100, and I still haven't talked about that yet, so stay tuned for that. But for now, this is a classic Ring Ring Round 5-1 from Restart the Shooting Star.
0: To Radio Sega's Winterfest 2019 For our full programming schedule Check out RadioSega.net
2: This is Dreams, Dreams, Located Link Mix uh, from um, Night's Journey of Dreams. This is the instrumental version uh, that I played because I needed to buy some time so a certain someone could uh, fix his uh, technical problems, because we have a guest, after all, not a special guest, but a guest. Hello! whoever you are it's, it's I the,
4: the ghost of Christmas yet to come because I'm here to drag Casey to his retirement Yay. as Electric Boogal suggested so Yay. come with me young one I say am young I going one, if you're to, retiring you're not
2: am I going to see John who is a meticulous guy
4: uh, you'll be added to his chicken bone pile what can I say
2: <gasps> it's God, you Radio people. Sega's Winterfest 2019 Overlord Green Viper 8 Yay uh, That's not still, it's still weird
4: to say Yeah uh,
2: So, so he, you're here to talk about uh, Let me just change this Let's use this bad music instead So um, wh- What are you here to talk about? Maybe the weather?
4: Uh, well, I mean the weather would be nice um, it, It's just dark outside so i can actually give you an indication of what it is but uh we could talk about that if you wanted to alternatively um if anyone's got any good remix suggestions we are open um i i don't know what are we talking about <laughs> i thought we were talking about this
2: weekend's event Winterfest. Right. how it went
4: many uh, maybe, maybe all, some special all, things <laughs> maybe all you we'll told know. me was would <laughs> you like to come on the show yes i would <laughs> You said you said i'll i'll
2: write down some stuff and so okay. i did i did
4: write down some stuff to my credit okay. i just did have to read it but i did write it down <laughs> okay so yes uh winter first 2019 happened this weekend um it was the fifth one straight or not the fifth one it was the sixth one <laughs> no it's the fifth fail it.
2: you're fired okay <laughs> am That's i a joke to you <laughs>
4: Yes, that would be
6: correct.
4: Oh, I can I actually hear that? I'm impressed. Hmm. But yeah, back to it, yes. Um, so this one was a bit of an interesting one this time round because uh, obviously I can't speak on your behalf or any of your ones, but for my standards out of the two I've done and the one I witnessed you do, this was in development for an extremely long time. I wanted to make sure everything was perfect for Winterfest 2019 so um initial asking actually happened around sort of Septemberish time um when I started asking the guests and um, to people's credits so for example I know Kyle responded within about 10 minutes of me sending the queries. so <laughs> people were well prepared in advance for this one um um decline for comment um for certain people but besides that um (laughs) the actual planning for the event began back in about march ish time just to prove how you know how long has actually gone into it um in comparison to normal which is about a turnaround of roughly three months in my own experience so almost what nine ten months of solid work um really I don't know if you can see it, because all we've played this weekend is the same the same one remix <laughs> and space <baseball laughs> all weekend. But um yeah, we certainly uh, have had a weekend as to the quality it is, I'll let you I'll let you know on that one. Um so of course we gotta give the thanks as well. Huge thank you to yourself. Duh. Oh, thank
2: you. I I did. I don't know what you did, but you were here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Okay, I'll take that.
4: You helped with help the bits <laughs> I was too lazy to do. <laughs> I appreciate that. I also appreciate the help of both Twinny and Rexy for um, saving my ass at various points throughout the weekend with help on the social media feeds. Um, tw- sorry, Twonky. Twonky, that's what I meant. Um, his general um housekeeping skills were very appreciated when I was too busy doing other things during the weekend um i am not including the stuff i was doing this morning but i was including stuff like oh um i forgot to write down everyone's names on the prize lists oh i forgot to <laughs> allocate KC prices <laughs> that type of thing for example um both of those were very helpful with that so thank you to Twonky and Rexy I should give him a proper thanks thank you Twinny. um Wait wait, also wait, to... wait, wait,
2: wait, I, I was... Oh, oh, I sh- I should
4: clap sound like effects. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Silly me, there's no clapping. Okay. That's better And than. also this. Let
3: me say yeah!
2: Okay, go ahead.
4: Yeah, so back to it. Thank you to all in-house <laughs> show hosts. You know who you are. There's just too many of you to list, but seriously... Thank you if you are in-house and you contributed a show to this, and thank you in advance for if your you, year if, if of hard in a work. If you're
5: in-house
2: hosting a show, thank you. If
4: Most people outside, are, I mean... No. I mean, I can't, I can't speak. Uh, I wasn't in-house a house last week's show, but I was this week's to my own credit, so... Um, yeah, no, seriously, though, thank you to all of our Radio Sega staff members who hosted a show this weekend and for your continued work throughout the year. Very appreciated. Very, um very good rate of shows this year I'd say as well we've had some really solid strides um, in regards to programming so I'd like to thank you all for your continued work throughout the year um, and especially on Winterfest as well for keeping the ball rolling we got the le- long old list of show hosts who aren't within Radio Sega so thank you to Sonic Yoda, Carl Turbo, Site Sega Saturn Shiro, Fiddle, Blast Processors, Dreamcast Junkyard, Jeff kev and soon to be overcoat so stay tuned for the finale with him in just a moment but can't actually thank you until it's played so thank you Un- unless something incredible happens i could just be an hour of splash away for all i know and we wouldn't be <laughs> any the wise <laughs> that's why i can't thank him too early in advance i will say thank you for the gesture instead of the set itself so <laughs> i can't judge the quality yet Um, But seriously, yeah, thank you to all of you guys who drafted in last minute. A lot of the people on that list who appeared this year were Bucket List presenters. I should say as well, I technically did include them uh, to True and I Need Fruit as well. So so technically, we somewhat classed them as Radio Sega. We also classed them as not Radio Sega, in a sense. Shout out to those two as well, because I got missed off that list. Yeah, uh, For your hard work and amazing shows. Um, admittedly, Iron Fritz was dubious in quality because it did uh, open the can of worms <laughs> in multiple ways. <laughs> but we, for- we forgive him. It's all Electric's fault and not his own. That's, that's the key thing here. Um, and we got the generic stuff. Five years of Winterfest, five years festive. Strange to believe it's been five years, but I don't actually know how many know. people here remember five years of Winterfest? i think it's exclusively like three or four staff members me and that's that's probably about it
2: <laughs> so i, I don't remember, remember anything first. from the ones that i hosted because i was so sleep deprived i i don't know
4: <laughs> so i roughly re- i think i remember it better than most the stuff do i always talk about do you remember this thing that happened and everyone goes no <laughs> Yeah, they either sleep deprived themselves or uh, it's just too long ago at this point. We're all old. Yeah. I think. Possibly. I know I am. Uh, <laughs> just got a few more bits and then I'll let you get on with your show. <laughs> um, so I will, I will say genuinely, I've been sarcastical weekend, partly due to sleep deprivation and partly due to. Um, the influence of Resident SD all weekend. Um, genuinely, sincerely, listening to Winterfest 2014 genuinely changed the direction of my life. And I'm so thankful to you and I'm so for sorry actually hosting for that. that. And you're so sorry. I knew you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely, I've met so many amazing people, uh, hosted so many great shows, I think, possibly. Um, got to be. <laughs> somehow ended up cradling Winterfest in my own arms, which I'm not really sure why you let that happen, but you did. So... um Sorry, See, what a I guess? Job in a,
2: what a great job you've been doing.
4: Yeah. Um... No. Yeah, I, I'm being <laughs>
2: honest now, so I'm not joking this time. What? Not, <laughs> yeah. This is not like... It, it's, it's not, not Casey, I know. I know. That's true, that's true. <laughs> seriously thank you thank you so much for all your all your hard work and all your dedication
4: but it, it genuinely now. does mean a lot <laughs> a lot to me that this was able to happen last year it was able to happen again this year I was actually trusted with this again this year and um, I wanted to celebrate five years festive of a bang so I made sure to put in a lot of work for this one there's certain things we could have done better um, obviously it's always gonna happen certain things Certain people that I would have liked to have drafted in that we couldn't have uh, shared some of them in the chat room earlier. We also had some old faces that you would have expected and people very confused as why they weren't there. Like PTE, for example, wasn't able to make it this year. Um, There were some other stations I want to shout out who said they wanted to help in any way they could but couldn't actually host the show. And that was in the form of both Radio Vocaloid and Radio Hyrule who uh, weren't able to make a show this year but wanted to give them thanks for considering... And thanks for um, any promotion that they gave out to us as well, greatly appreciated. And I think that's about it. My proper speech comes at the end of last call, as it always does. I, I, that's for some reason a tradition now—a paragraph and a half long post in the chat room. But yeah. think, that's thanks my to our speech.
2: sponsors as well, to, to people who gave us prizes to give away as well. Right.
4: I completely forgot about that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to both uh, Sega Shop Europe and uh, as well Sega Forever, Sega of Europe, and Insert Coin, all of whom were very helpful in making sure that my wallet didn't bleed. I say this, I still spent quite a lot of to anyway. as well. <laughs> Thank you to my own um, personal funds to which they have now dried up. But uh, it's the thought that counts. Happy holidays, etc. <laughs> thank you to our other partner as well uh, raid shadow legends download for free now on the app store <laughs> yes as you said you get the free rsn live skin if you use code <laughs> radiusaker <Sega. laughs>
2: uh, that wasn't supposed to air uh, okay <laughs> yes but but do do sign up now for that free RSN live skin. Uh, okay, so uh, Green Viper Eight, thank you very much for all your hard work. Thank you very much for coming on the Sega Lounge as well. It's now a tradition, I think, as well, um, to have you on uh, on the Sega Lounge. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, uh, and um, well, have a good night's sleep if you can, or a good week. Oh, I won't. Don't something. worry. <laughs> thank you so much, and I'll let you g- get back to it whatever it is yeah it, it,
4: it's something interesting but you won't know what it is for now so
2: mm. 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 No. No. no that's a major no-no. no <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> goodbye kc bye-bye thank you <laughs> Uh, And that was Green Viper 8 um, talking about uh, Winterfest 2019. Thank you so much for listening to uh, Winterfest. Uh, And with that, I think it's time to switch to another Bad Music. Yes. It's our usual uh, after-hours segment, Bad Music, meaning that the show is ending very, very soon. I did not overrun. So I'm looking at my timer right now. 1 minute 53 seconds, so I did not overrun Blame, Rexy and Skyplace. So after this show, you'll have Overcoat and the final, the true final show of uh, the event. Last Call with the final set. Uh, But before I go, I have to explain why I chose to celebrate 99 episodes of Winterfest and not 100 so let's let's take a look at what happened um, from 2014 May was it April can't remember first episode May 29th of May 2014 and until now so we had 99 episodes even more guests because some episode had more one more than one guest Um, Two Radio Sega albums that launched And we promoted them, as well as some other uh, fan-made remix albums and fan gatherings that we covered on the show. Many Kickstarter projects promoted, as well as some fan-made and indie games covered. Um, Industry and community legends alike have all entered the lounge and left, I hope, with a smile on their faces and or sweaty hands after the Sega Lounge Challenge. Uh, So yeah! Uh, I was joined by um, some co hosts along the way. I think I have them all. If not, I really, really, I'm really, really sorry. Um, I was joined by Donnie. Or. Donnie. A Win With You, Shadid, Green Viper8, Asper K, Dr. Skotnik, Rafsig, and even by Steven from Wales Are Wales. He was at the time one of the hosts of. The OC Remix Podcast Uh, And he joined me for the the amazing Spencer Nielsen episode Um, So Yeah It was amazing And uh, I'm really uh, I miss the time When I hosted a regular Episode of the Sega Lounge uh, All the time And so I am Happy uh, to reveal Today as part of Radio Sega's Winterfest 2019 festivities, that the Sega Lounge will be returning soon with a fifth season. That's it. And so, as a tease, uh, and Rick just nailed it right there, because episode 100 will be the first episode in a new series because Casey will never retire. Well, that last part, probably true, but not sure. Uh, but the first part, indeed. Episode 100 will be the first episode of season 5 of the Sega Lounge. Um, First, a tease. And so, to tease things, let's play this. yeah so so this is a tease of things to come for the fifth season uh big shout out to open science collective to osc for stuff whatever this is that is playing right now um maybe some of you probably viper knows uh, what this is what uh, what uh, song this is a remix of Maybe not sure if he got it, but uh, this is just a T, So I will not play any more of this. So let's keep going with the c- correct uh, bad music. Um, so Opus Science Collective, one of my long-time collaborators, is um, uh, is is coming back for this new season of uh, the Sega Lounge. Another one that is coming back is Copy. Someone said. Uh, Did anyone ever thank Kopke? I always thank Kopke. He's an amazing man. And he's great and he does amazing art for our shows and especially my shows. So, yeah. So, that means uh, we'll have a new logo. We'll have a new show art for this fifth season. So, although the Sega Launch will continue to be a Radio Sega show... It will also now be more of my personal podcast project going forward, so that means there will be some changes to the format which will be revealed in due time. I will not announce a return date right now, so I will uh, leave that for uh, soon. (laughs) Uh, My mission with this show will still be to interview relevant personalities where they are part of the video game industry or community members. And I will still be aiming to cover and promote interesting community projects and events. And will do my best to listen to your feedback. So if you do have any feedback, if you do have um, any suggestions, if you want to co-host one of the episodes of this new season, uh, please reach out to me on Twitter, at KCRadioMan, or uh, via email, kc at RadioSega.net. That goes for people listening to this live on Radio Sega's Winterfest, or for people listening to the podcast version of the show. Uh, that said, you have 99 episodes, counting this one, to listen back to. Actually, 98. There's one missing. Uh, really, really poor quality. Uh, so, But you, you can listen back to all of our previous episodes, if you want, on um, on Radio Sega, on Apple Podcasts, for whatever you want. So yeah if you have any ideas as to how can i how i can make uh, this um show better i need fruit set i did some co-hosting of the second th- Oh, i forgot i need fruit oh my god but i mean you also played and introduced us to this so no, no, no. no. This, this, this is the good one. This is the good one. <laughs> you introduced us to, to the bad one <laughs> on your show. So, so yeah. Actually, I should play this to uh, end the show with, right? I should play the good one to finish the show. So, yeah. But uh, that said... Um, oh, Andy. Andy also hosted uh, a few episodes with me. I, I have really, really bad memory as well. Yeah. Really sorry about that. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm gonna leave now so uh, that's the announcement that I had for you the explanation as to how why we uh, celebrated 99 episodes and not 100 but 100 will be a very special one as well because it's gonna be the return of the Sega lounge in a new format but you know the same as always in a way thank you so much for listening in but wait am I not forgetting something Yes, I am. I am forgetting your prizes. No one mentioned it. No one wants to win prizes right now. So <laughs> uh, I was thinking maybe I'll get. I'll just keep the prizes to to myself. But no, I'm not that that big of a dick. Okay, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people. And I'm gonna go to random.org. By the way, the question that I asked was, what is the name of Open Science Collective's first Sega-related album? Well, the answer was the Magical Sound Shower Project for the fourth or fifth year in a row. Uh, And the prize is uh, a Steam Key for Puyo Champions, a Yakuza pin set, and a shirt from Sega Shop. That said, 10 people sent me their answers, Let's see number five. One number five is drum roll. Do I have a drum roll? I do. Wait, there we go. Where is it? <gasps> Rick, Rick is the winner. Yay. Ta-da! Indeed, Rick, uh, congratulations for uh, winning um, this uh, prize, or three prizes actually, a Puyo Champion Steam Key, a Yakuza pin set and one shirt from Sega Shop. Shout out to... Uh, Lunar Eclipse Nicholas Hammond uh, Music Clues Jamie Supersonic Swag Tweenie Star Max Electric Pugulu Veritex uh, Even those that didn't enter Like Viper And Rexy And um, Oh I meant Twonky Not Tweeny Sorry uh, Also um, me, I don't know Who else Gum uh, Everyone Everyone Thank you very much For joining me on Discord Thank you so much For uh, Listening to this Last episode Of Season 4 this one for real uh, the last episode of season four of the Sega Lounge, looking back at 99 episodes. Ah, amazing. And stay tuned for the rest of the Winterfest, meaning last call with Overcoat. I'll be back soon on Radio Sega Airwaves, even before season five of um, the Sega Lounge. And I will leave you with the proper Splash Wave 93 Remix From Outrunners I've been KC Thank you very much Enjoy the rest Of the Winterfest Bye bye
0: Enjoying the Winterfest? Why not keep listening to Radio Sega once it's over? There's plenty of live shows, and you can even request your favorite music from our playlist. You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.